Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. It's here Friday. News, information, comment, opinion, stuff. Call a friend. Tell them we're on the air. We'll have it right after this important message. Well, do we have big plans for the weekend? I hope that it includes church, my friend. Oh, such a blessing, such a battery charger, such an encouragement to get to church and be with fellow believers. Oh, a note from yesterday, ask you to pray. We had a funeral for our dear friend Pam Taggart yesterday. God blessed several people at the invitation raised their hand. They needed to be saved. So God's in charge of all that. He knows what happened, but we just thank God for the opportunity to show our respect and love for Pam. She's in glory now. And many, many people from all walks of life heard the gospel of Jesus Christ yesterday. So that's what it's all about. Life is all about that, my friend. Trust things are going well in your world. Thank you so much for joining us today. What in the world is going on? Be sure the hair will find you out. What? Newly released search warrants for the office of the apartment of the University of Idaho stabbing suspect Brian Kohlberger have provided insight into the evidence collected by officials and one famed forensic pathologist argued a piece of evidence, just one little hair collected, could be the home run for the prosecution and conviction of Kohlberger if they found one dog hair. And I've been involved with this in the past, said this forensic pathologist. One hair that came from the dog that was at the scene, that's the home run that the prosecution needs. Isn't that something? Okay, quick trip over to Moronville. A Jackson County School Board member, Keisha Hamilton, faced a lot of backlash for tweets blasting, yep, white people, during a public comment on Tuesday, including one resident who called her angry and bitter. The tweets shared by the libs of TikTok show the Michigan school board member stating these white women are the stupidest and calling whiteness, indeed, for you to be white, evil. Being a white person, evil. I wonder how many think like that in America. Just one moron after another. Well, horror of horrors. I cannot imagine living like this. Ukraine is braced now for a major new offensive that could begin within just a few weeks. One of President Zelensky's key insiders has said that they expect a looming Russian move to encircle the country with simultaneous attacks on three different fronts. Russia declared its first victory in the war for months this week, claiming they had taken the salt mining town of Solidar. They're going to be coming at us from all directions with three lines of fighting, criminals, private contractors, and regular forces. Their goals are to get rid of their criminals to test and train their contractors. Isn't that ugh. a reminder? War is what? For you old rock and rollers that might be listening back in the day, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, one of my favorites before salvation. 
early Wednesday morning, David Crosby joked about heaven the day before he kicked off. Yeah, he went to Twitter, said heaven is overrated. I heard the place is overrated. It's cloudy. Really? It was a response to a screenshot of a Google search that asked, can you go to heaven with tattoos? People with tattoos not going to heaven. People who drink alcohol not going to heaven. People who eat pork not going to heaven. Short people not going to heaven. And yeah, it's a big joke. It's not a joke now. David Crosby knows the truth. There is a heaven. There is a hell. Where do you think the 81-year-old is today? I thought about this yesterday when I preached to all of these people. I said, if this woman in this casket could, by the power of God, raise up and say, listen to Greg Patton and get saved, even with that, many of you would reject the invitation of salvation and heaven forever. And it's true. David Crosby, dead. Where is he, his soul today? Wild turn of events, Alec Baldwin, that I do not like very much, is going to face criminal charges for the October 2021 fatal shooting of Russ cinematographer Halen Hutchins on the set. That, according to a Santa Fe district attorney. I don't like the guy, but that just seems crazy. He's handed a prop gun he knows nothing about. It fires off, kills somebody, and somehow he is now arrested for manslaughter and charged accordingly. How would you know? That just sounds stupid to me, but what do I know? And speaking of stupid, you know, how can the White House allow Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre to just twist and crawl around in the wind somehow during all the contentious briefings over classified documents? She is getting slaughtered. Jean-Pierre has come under fire for stonewalling reporters' questions about the timeline of when multiple batches of classified documents were found at President Biden's Delaware home and in Biden Penn Center in Washington, D.C. The press secretary was asked on July the 11th of a second search had been completed after more documents were found at the president's Delaware home, to which she responded, you should assume it has been completed. Yet She just acts like she has no idea. Well, she doesn't know what's going on at all. Sad, isn't it? Just a part of this super sick administration, Sleepy Joe and team. It's the new America, flood of evil. I thought it was interesting yesterday, riding around, talking to the funeral director, one of them at the funeral home, just talking about politics, saying how bad it was. The guy seemed to be on the left. He seemed to be a liberal, but... He was talking like I have, that he thought he could teach his grandson to run the country better than Joe Biden is. He said, I'm probably talking out of class. I said, not to me, you're not. Yeah, everybody knows. The guy's a moron, and uh, everyone around him has a problem. Oh, and this one falls into the sure, why not category. Three one-way drones, sometimes called kamikaze drones. They targeted a U.S. garrison at an outpost in Syria earlier today, noting that no Americans were injured in the attack. Two members of the Syrian Free Army received medical attention after they were injured in the strike when one of the drones hit the compound. 
The two other drones were shot down by coalition forces. Isn't that something? Kamikaze drones. And anymore, you, you gotta wonder. I'm off to Walmart. I wonder if I'll get shot there. Right here in Indiana, Evansville, 25-year-old man opened fired Walmart, where he once worked. That was last night. Injured one person before he was killed in the shootout with police. Isn't that something? Just talking to my wife about this today. Just take a chance. Going to the grocery. We've had shootings here at the Kroger, at Walmart. I mean, these are nice parts of town. You never know, my friend. Today could be your day. Hey, is this really a big problem? Alex Muller, president of the produce company there where he lives, said record numbers of migrant crossing, this is how bad it is, have caused him to often throw out the produce he is growing due to human contamination there. Muller, a farmer in Yuma, Arizona, described the impact of his business all of the people crossing the border on his land. Over the last two years, it's been death by a thousand cuts. It's been a slow trickle. We're seeing it more every day. The community here has seen an uptick in the crossing. Well, of course, continuous, continuous, it's taxing on us. Well, I guess it's Joey's program and the new America. So why can't they find him? Eight months into its investigation, the Supreme Court said it still can't find the culprit behind the leak of its draft opinion overturned Roe v. Wade last summer. That bombshell leak was unprecedented, never in the court's history had an opinion been made public before it issued its ruling. And rattled confidence in that institution. Investigators still following some few loose strands, but they don't sound particularly confident that anything's going to come up. Count them, more than one million French people protested. President Emmanuel Macron's controversial plan to raise the country's minimum retirement age from 62 to 64 yesterday. A million people said we don't like it. There's more out there. In regular business news, could FTX be resurrected? Really? Maybe, according to its new CEO, John Ray III, in his first interview since taking over the company, told the Wall Street Journal that he created a task force to explore the possibility of reviving that bankrupt company. Could that happen? Oh, you never know. And then there's this. People beware in shady business news. Retired Christian missionaries Frank and Betty Lust had no intention of buying another timeshare while on a Caribbean cruise last year. But by the time the trip was all over, a charming diamond resort salesman had convinced them to buy a $150,000 timeshare with $19,000 in annual fees. They borrowed against their West Valley retirement home to pay for it. They called it a dream holiday. Actually, it was a nightmare, said Frank, 89, who was a music professor. It was the dumbest thing we ever did. Desperate for a way out, they agreed to an exit company's hefty fees to try to negotiate and end the contract. Betty, an 88-year-old former librarian, has insomnia and fainting spells from all the stress. She's gone to the hospital now several times. you got to watch these people. The Lust have used timeshares for years to visit Scotland and Florida, Alaska, Hawaii, the Caribbean. They have given trips to their kids. Many of the contracts are affordable and straightforward, they said. By last year, all were paid off except one with Diamond Resorts worth more than... 
$50,000. They said, we, we enjoyed the timeshares, but something went terribly wrong. Be very careful, these folks. A lot of shysters out there. I know it's a problem. Two-thirds of us have this problem. More than two-thirds of American adults, overweight or obese, and doctors are still searching for the best and the healthiest way to help people get their eating under control. Scientists have discovered now the brain circuit that we have to train to... What? To train to avoid overeating. Oh, this ought to be good. We know that weight gain is not purely an issue of self-control, but overeating or undereating. Did you know that you do have key mechanisms in our brains? And researchers at Rockefeller University believe they have worked out which ones by tampering with neurons that control our memories about food we may be able to refrain from eating so much and retrain our brains and curb those cravings. Every year, 45 million Americans go on a diet, spending an estimated $33 billion on products to help shed those pounds. But there's no silver bullet for slimming down, and keeping the weight off long-term requires not just a few months of cutting out some carbs, but a whole lifestyle shift, and that means changing the way you think. Aha! Thus, the brain, right? Even if they don't meet the clinical criteria for an eating disorder, many Americans report having problematic attitudes and feelings toward foods, meaning we like it a lot. For example, half the women feel guilty about the foods they eat when they are with friends, and 12 out of 20 feel guilty about what they eat alone, as do half the men in the survey. Psychology? Eating patterns are deeply linked through the gut-brain connection. Oh, I got that. So much so, in fact, that some researchers are examining diet as a potential therapy for depression and mood disorders. But the relationship works in other directions, too. How we feel, how we think changes how we eat. Well, this all makes a lot of sense. So basically, they're saying you need to train your brain. Oh, we need a little more research on this one. I know what the Bible says about Proverbs 23, 7. As a man thinketh in his heart, as a woman thinketh, that's what she is. So we need to retrain the brain. Huh? Let me think about this. Meanwhile, where are those chocolate chip cookies and that milk? And finally, oh, this is good. Uh, somebody sent this to my Facebook page. There's a picture of Joe Biden speaking, and there is a dog behind the wheel of a car. <laughs> it says, one has no idea what he is doing. The other is driving a car. <laughs> and I'm really not sure I get this one. Husband says, honey, what's for dinner? The wife says, nothing. The husband said, we had nothing last night. She said, I know, I made enough for two days. <laughs> it's, is this Friday? Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this. Thank you for being here on Hello World, Monday through Friday. Oh, so many of you joining us every day. It's going to be the Patton Army here before long. A good group. I'm just, I'm so excited talking to somebody the other day about Death of a vision, stuff I wanted to do from writing books, speaking around the country, having a bunch of people listen to our radio show. I just kind of gave up on all of that. Bill Gothard called that kind of death of a vision. And then after you let it go, God resurrects things in a miraculous way. 
We are busy, busy, busy here at Greg Patton Ministries, more than I've ever been in my life. What are you doing, Lord? All I can say is thank you to God be the glory for every great thing he is doing. Souls saved, lives changed, people encouraged. What a God we serve, my friend. I don't know, I just wanted to express my appreciation on the radio to the Lord. You know how that is. Thank you, too, for being such a big part of Hello World. I think I love you. You know, the Bible says you will know the truth, and that truth will set you free. Do you believe that? And how exactly does truth set you free? That, of course, is John eight thirty-two. As we look at Philippians chapter 4, starting there at verse 18, I have received full payment, and I have more than enough, said Paul. I am amply supplied now that I have received from Ephroditus the, the gifts that you sent. They are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. And to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. I would have you consider today that every need that we're ever going to experience in this life is already met in Christ Jesus. By his power, God has prepared blessings to fill each of our needs in his perfect timing. You know, sometimes when we see that life is not exactly as we hoped it would be, we begin to fall into despair. Boy, the enemy jumps on top of that, Satan and his demons. We think that we must have certain things at a particular time frame, but the Lord knows you perfectly, and he knows what's best for you. It's important to remember that. Sometimes a need in our life, whether it's physical or spiritual, relational, emotional, or financial, persists in our life because the Lord is trying to get our attention on something. He wants us to focus on him so that he can correct our thinking. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he you are, what you think about all day long. God desires that we experience abundance, the abundant life, but he knows we can't enjoy blessings until he has been allowed to work totally in our life. Like a fruit tree, we got to be pruned. Sometimes the cutting back, boy, does that hurt, but it is always followed by a fuller harvest. At other times, it is our approach to God that hinders his promised blessings. Our prayers sometimes reflect feelings of inferiority and, and sometimes insecurity. But as members of the family of God, we have absolutely no reason to come crawling to God like some sort of a beggar. His children should come with confidence, anticipating the blessing of the Father. What's the matter, you? You don't understand? We can expect blessings, but we cannot dictate when or how or what those blessings should be. God knows what's best for you. He's intently interested in your well-being. And while he does not promise ease, God is certainly steadfast in providing us spiritual comfort, and he does meet every need, does he not? Second Peter 1 Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who through righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ have received a faith as precious as ours, grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him 
who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he's given us a very great and precious promise so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. Here Peter is telling us that complete freedom is possible for you and me. Sure it is. The reason is that Jesus Christ, by his divine power, has granted us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us. Second Peter 1, 3 there. Oftentimes people say, you know, I'd like to become a Christian, but I don't dare start because I know I couldn't live up to all that's required there. Well, of course that's true. You can't do it. And that's precisely why this generous promise is given. God says that you and I have been granted everything we will ever need to live a triumphant Christian life. I hope I'm hammering that home enough today that we really get it. The Lord's glorious provision, however, begins only after our initial salvation. You've got to take the plunge, jump in, test the waters. The plunge of faith before the power is released, that's exactly the way this thing works. Once we've taken that step of believing in Christ, all things are available, including courage, forgiveness, vision, wisdom, and a deepening trust in Almighty God. How many years have you been saved, and how you doing? Such a promise is hard to comprehend, isn't it? Because it seems just too good to be true. Many people pass by it with hardly an acknowledgment. Some have the look of deer in headlights, if you will and wonder, how can I apply this? As with all promises from God, you've got to accept it before you can act upon it. And while recognizing that the promise is yours, for one thing, executing that thing in your daily life is quite another matter. Ultimately, it's realized by the full experience of, well, the knowledge of Jesus Christ as, as you and I hunger, and we thirst for living water, as it's called. That's what it is. God supplies it. Only when we refuse to be content with the world's broken cisterns are we going to find the fulfillment of this promise working in us. The truth, it will definitely set you free. And here's a truth that I'm still, 44 years later, having trouble getting a handle on. Remember that the Father has marked you out as one of His very own. You are somebody somebody very special to Almighty God. In fact, you're so dear to him that he sent his only begotten son into a wicked, vile world to die on an old rugged cross so that you could be near to him. This is pure, unadulterated grace for which we should praise him unceasingly. Uh, excuse me, ma'am, would I be out of line if I were to ask, how old are you really? Oh, I suppose I would be. How about Peggy Grundy? She has volunteered for Meals on Wheels now for the last 30 years. And, oh, the cat's out of the bag, Peg. This spry 99-year-old packs up the deliveries with her volunteer partner with a smile and brings joy to each and every doorstep on her route. And you think you're too old. For what? Get out there, my friend. If you have the health to do it, get involved in something. 99 years old, delivering those meals. Bless your dear heart. Peggy Grundy, a tip of the hat. And finally, this goes along with what I say about every day on Hello World. I was once asked, 
what makes me angry? I said, stupid questions. I didn't get the job. <laughs> I didn't get the job. Oh, and finally, over the years, I've uh, proven this one over and over again. There is no force in all the world stronger than whatever that force that holds five-gallon buckets together. <laughs> oh, I've had my say. That's it for another week, my friend, living here in today's world. I'm Greg Patton. Thanks so much for listening. Until Monday, you have a great weekend. God bless and enjoy the day.